Hello, and welcome to the Nutrition and Life Podcast. This is where we look at various nutrition and fitness-related topics through the lens of application. We want to give you practical takeaways so that you can create your healthiest, best self backed by knowledge. Now, on to the episode with your host, Coach Lisa. Hello, and welcome back to the Nutrition and Life Podcast. My name is Lisa. I'm your host, and today I have the pleasure of speaking with Rebecca Whitman. She is the a best-selling author of three books, award-winning host of the Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant podcast, and she helps overworked and overwhelmed women transform from burnt out to beautiful, balanced, and abundant. I can't wait for this conversation. I'm so excited to have you on, Rebecca. Welcome. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I would love to simply start with a little bit of an intro of yourself, who you are, how you got into what it is that you do, and yeah, a little bit about your actual work as well. Sure. Um, well, it blows my mind that I've been doing this work now for about five years, and last year I was rated number one life coach because I never wanted to be a life coach. I moved to Los Angeles 20 years ago to pursue my childhood dream of being an actress, and I had small parts on big shows like Friends, CSI, and 24, but I wasn't able to quite make a living with the acting. So I had a lot of free time to study with great spiritual teachers, people like Michael Beckwith, Abraham Hicks, uh, Marion Williamson, Wayne Dyer. And I learned a lot about spirituality and how to manifest money. And I was, you know, making six figures working part time for quite a few years. And I didn't, I couldn't figure out my love life. So I found myself in bad relationship after bad relationship where I was just not able to ever get my needs met. I really wanted to have kids. So I remember um, I was dating this guy. I was 39 years old. I'm like, I've got to make this work with him or I'll never have kids. So I convinced him to marry me. We got married and after three years, it was just really painful. And what happened was I filed for divorce as my dad was dying. So my dad was in a nursing home. I was going through a bitter divorce. And one of my last conversations with my dad, he's like, Rebecca, I want you to write something. I don't care what you write, just write something. And I said goodbye to my dad. His funeral was on a Wednesday. My divorce was finalized on a Friday. A few months later, I was sitting in my financial planner's office and he was reviewing my finances. And he said, Rebecca, you're having your best fiscal year ever, even though you had a lot of loss. And I think you should write a book and teach other women what you're doing. So I was like, that's exactly what I'm going to write about. So I wrote a book called How to Make a Six-Figure Income Working Part-Time. And in the book, I divide life into seven key areas, spirituality, fitness, emotions, romance, mental, social, and financial. And when you have all seven pillars of life in alignment, you are balanced, beautiful, and abundant. So I call them my seven pillars of abundance. I love it. Absolutely. And what a journey it must have been for you, especially with those teachers. Um, Not all yeah. of them, but a lot of them um, have rang a, a bell for me when you mentioned them, especially Abram Hicks. And so I can imagine it's been it's been somewhat of a journey for you. I'm really, really curious to dive a little bit deeper into those pillars. But first and foremost, I would love to hear how you even start with someone. Let's say you would um, work with someone one-on-one or if um, women approach you and say, hey, 
I feel like I can't get out of this cycle. I'm in this, like I'm in this work position. I have three kids to look after. All I do is basically look after other people, do my job, etc. How do I get out of it? I need to pay my mortgage. I feel like it's just all too insecure. What would be a first step? Yeah, I would tell them, do not quit your job. A lot of coach business coaches say to quit your job, max out your credit cards. You got to burn the boats to take the island. And I feel that is very uh, stressful. It's putting women in male energy of hustle and grind, which leads to burnout. So I would tell them to find a side hustle, a passion project, something that they can get excited about, something that energizes them. Start that on the side while they're taking care of the kids and working their job. And when they have a side hustle, they are going to start to make money with that. And they can either enjoy multiple income streams or when the, when the side hustle makes as much money as the job and they feel comfortable quitting the job, then they can do that full time. That's beautiful. That's great advice. I actually really like that, especially that you mentioned that um, if being in a two in a state which is too stressed, you go too much into masculine en energy overall. And um, that is something that I have personally been working on a lot as well, just balancing out that feminine, masculine, beautiful, those two be beautiful energies that we all have within ourselves. But I think society nowadays tends to reward um, thinking more in the masculine energy a little bit too much. And so a lot of women feel disaligned I guess for for lack of a better word just from my personal observing and and experience as well um but yeah when it comes to all these uh, external drives and I mean having financial goals it often is also associated um or there's a little bit of a negative connotation on it I I feel like um you know if you if you say you're you, you might be called um not greedy, but yeah, like you're always striving for too much or having money is, is actually a bad thing. Rich people, you know, they, they're bad people, etc. That that's something um, I feel like is still a little bit within our society. And how do we overcome those money mindset obstacles and learn that abundance is for everybody, abundance, financial abundance, where we are, we're all deserving. Um, and I think that should often be the first step that we learn. Um, we too are deserving of, of, you know, whatever it is that we want to have. Yeah, I think that is a uh, old patriarchy, like thinking women should just be happy with what they have. And it's okay for men to be ambitious and to strive for more, but women shouldn't focus too much on money or want the luxurious lifestyle. So I would tell the women that are worried about what other people think, not to worry about what other people think. You know, if somebody is not paying your bills and if somebody, you know, is not living in your head, who cares what they think, even if they are paying your bills, but that's why you want to get financial independence. So you can do what you want, when you want, where you want, and with who you want. And I don't think anybody is striving for money because they want like a pile of stuff. I think it's about freedom mm. and they want to feel freedom and they want to feel powerful. Mm. 
So if you could feel freedom and power as you're per- pursuing the money, it would be a more enjoyable journey. Mm-hmm. So what can you do in your life to create that feeling of freedom and power? And that is where the seven steps of abundance come in. Do you have a morning practice? Do you work out every day and get those endorphins and dopamine hits? Like how can we create that feeling of freedom and power, which is ultimately abundance? That's beautiful. And yeah, talk to me more about those success routines or however you would want to label them. Sure. I really believe in having a morning practice and an evening practice. So I feel like book ending your day with positivity and spirituality is really important. So I actually, I found uh, this journal format by accident. I was 19 years old and I was sitting at a, at, in a 12 step meeting and I was sitting next to a woman named Janet and she's like, this is how you write like a daily God journal. And she showed me this format and I have been writing in that format now for 30 years. I've Mm -hmm. never seen Janet again, but her God journal has absolutely sculpted my life where I learned how to turn negative into positive, to admire people's success, to learn from them. It's incredible. So I'm going to give that link to you to share with your listeners as my gift. But I, I write in a journal every morning. I have you know, my coffee or tea, hot beverage. I will read from a couple spiritual books. I also am a big believer in affirmations, uh, writing down what I want to manifest as if it's already manifested. And I do that in the morning. And then at night, I write down what I'm grateful for. And I read for a few minutes, something uh, self-help. And then I go to bed and you know, those are ways that I bookend my day. I also am a big, I love that this podcast is about nutrition and health. I'm a big believer in taking my supplements and drinking tons of water and just, you know, being very mindful about what I'm putting in and on my body. Mm. Very, very, very much like this, especially the book ending the day. And I think so much happens in sleep, which we don't even realize at first and it's so easy to just grab your phone as the last and first thing in the day or to watch something which primes your mind in a negative way or to get up in the morning first thing checking those emails and might be something um, that disturbs your whole entire day so I I love that you mentioned those um, journaling practices and affirmations and especially nutrition it plays a huge role as well when it comes to actually learning you know, that, that you can do something hard, that you can eat the, choose the healthy food, that you can change your habits. So it can be such a great tool for, for that as well, for sure. And um, health, I mean, comes from the inside out, uh, I believe. So any kind of aspect, whether that's physiological or from the mind, um, certainly plays plays in in concordance I guess here so um yeah those are some great tips so aside from um I guess supplements what other nutritional um recommendations or steps do you have within this seven-step program yeah I like to sum up my philosophy as of health as H&M not the discount store but (laughs) hydration nutrition and movement (laughs) 
I believe you should drink at least your half your weight in ounces of water every single day. I wake up, I love having lemon water first thing in the morning when I wake up just to, to detox. And then I'll take my supplements and I'll have tea right now. I'm, you know, quitting coffee and I'm just having tea. Um, and then I have supplements that I take at lunch. I have supplements that I take before bed. Um, I actually, I've been taking supplements all my life and they, they make a huge difference. Um, movement is so important. I used to do movement like to the point where I was just like barely able to walk to the car. I've changed my philosophy in that. I, I learned that working out so hard is actually going to deplete my energy for the day. So now I like lifting weights or going on a walk and I work out uh, to the point where I fatigue my muscles, but not to the point where I'm like, you know, not able to function for the rest of the day. So I have like moderate workouts. Uh, I do those. Uh, I lift weights three times a week. I do yoga twice a week. I try to walk three times a week. So that's, that's my uh, regimen as far as fitness goes. And then as far as sleep, oh my God, as you were saying before, Lisa, sleep, I think it's so underestimated in the fitness world. So important to get your rest for your brain to recover, your digestive system, everything. Um, I try to sleep between seven and nine hours a night and I absolutely love my sleep. Um, so H&M is hydration, nutrition, and then movement. And I will add uh, an S, I will add some sleep there because, uh, yeah, I think sleep is so important and just, you know, being aware of what I put on my body. So I do kind of a low inflammation Mediterranean diet. Mm -hmm. I do not eat wheat, meat, dairy. Um, I eat a lot of vegetables, a lot of fish, uh, some fruit and, and then I drink a lot of water. I don't drink coffee. So that's, those are some of the things that have really helped. No wheat, no meat, no dairy, no sugar. I tell people that diet, they're like, well, that's all there is to eat. I'm like, not really. No, absolutely not. There is a, a lot of amazing, delicious and healthy things left, of course. And I don't think necessarily everyone needs to start there. Um, I think you threw out a lot of um, great pointers for, you know, low hanging fruit in the sense of water and the sense of fo focusing on sleep movement as well. And I, I absolutely am aligned with your philosophy when it comes to activity. I too have I've come from more of a CrossFit background, really used to overdo it. And as you said, it can just push us even more into that stressed or too masculine sort of doing, doing, doing overly structured goal focused um, state. And um, I think people still often mistake uh, a hard workout or working out hard and a high intensity workout. They are not the same thing. You can still, you know, push yourself hard when it comes to lifting weights, but finishing and having energy for the day, recovering well and feeling well, or you're constantly overdoing it and you don't, you feel like you haven't gotten a good workout in unless you lay on the floor, totally drained, drenched in sweat or so. So those are two very, very different things. And for me personally, the walks also make a huge difference. Um, they're my form of therapy and meditation really as well. <laughs> um, and I think that can also be a nice little entry point for people when they're like, oh, I can't meditate. I don't like to just sit still and, you know, whatever my thoughts drift and I have no patience for this or it's too woohoo or whatever people call it. But um, 
going for a walk, even if it's just 10 minutes after your meal or so has so many great benefits, disconnecting um, for digestive purposes as well and so on. So I, yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely on the same board when it comes to that. That's great. And they say walking after a meal actually helps control your glucose levels. So that's really good. And then I have a great tip. I forgot to say the other M for H&M is movement and meditation. So I was someone who could not really quiet my mind. I had a really type A mind and I discovered guided meditation and I don't have to quiet, quiet my mind. I can just listen to someone else talk. So I like uh, Insight Timer app, but there's lots of uh, different apps like the Calm app. Mm -hmm. And there's uh, many videos on YouTube where you can listen to guided meditation. And just depending on how much time you have, maybe you have only four minutes or three minutes or 10 minutes, you can set a, a timer for how much guided meditation you want to listen to. And that that has been a huge game changer for me. And even if I like wake up in the middle of the night and I can't fall back asleep on my own, I'll listen to a guided meditation that will help put me back to sleep. So that has been an amazing game changer. Really great tool. Thank you for sharing that also. And just remind me what uh, the the other pillars were. So we had um, obviously the, the nutrition pillar. Yep. So number one is spirituality. Number two is fitness. Number three is emotion. Number four is romance. Number five is mental. Number six is social and seven is financial. Mm, okay, cool. And um, I would like to hear more about the social one, because I, of course, as you know, with nutrition, also the environment and the people around us are such a big contributing factor to whether someone is able to adhere or how successful a diet is. And I'm sure it applies to you know, financial goals or whatever, just as well. So tell me more about the, the social aspect. Yeah, well, community creates immunity. So it helps you with your literally immune system. When you hug people, your immune system gets higher. Um, it also helps with the immunity toward life because life gets lifey. There are going to be ups and downs and, you know, loss and triumph and all the highs and lows and beauty of being a human. And you don't have to go through that alone. So I encourage uh, my clients to find a community, whether it's a fitness group, a yoga class, a temple, a church, um, an online group, like a Facebook group. I call my community elegant warriors because we are warriors going after our goals, but in an elegant way where we don't burn out. So there are so many different ways to create community. And it's also important in community that you have someone who's a mentor or a coach who has what you want so you can aspire to do what they do. And it's equally as important that you are of service and you reach out and mentor and support other people on their journey. So that's what you get in community. You get support and you get the chance to have a mentor and you get a chance to help others. And it's fun. You know, when we are alone, we are just at home, usually hiding behind our computer or our cell phone. And you don't have to be alone. They say that loneliness and suicide is at an all time high, which is kind of crazy because the internet was supposed to connect everybody, not isolate people. So you can use the internet, even if you don't have a class or a group that meets live in person, you can use the internet to create a community. That's so great. And I think um, the the internet really can be used to our advantage if we know how to, because uh, 
back in the day or before the internet, um, I'm sure it was a lot harder to find someone who exactly vibes with you if you're in a smaller town or even nowadays often I, I hear people say oh my family doesn't get me or this and that my, my partner doesn't understand my my journey my desires etc and that's okay um you know uh, try your best with j just living in your truth anyway but reach out to like-minded people like you're saying through the internet or however and of course the importance of a coach or a mentor really can't be understated. I, I I totally agree with that. I'm still um curious too, because oftentimes we hear, um, I have a hard time enforcing my boundaries or sticking with my boundaries of due to social pressure, or again, just, you know, your, your partner might come home. I always refer, um, with examples back to nutrition, but your partner might come home with pizza because he loves pizza and it's, it's you know, pizza night or whatever used to be pizza night. And he probably just means it as a nice gesture, but you're like, oh, but I started wanting to pay more attention to my nutrition on Monday. And I've really actually just been looking forward to this chicken and salad. And like, how do you say no in a polite way? You don't want to he he hurt people's feelings or if they offer you seconds. And it, I really get that it's, it's difficult to learn to say no more often, but maybe you have a good tip for us. Yes. I love this question. So I know it's so hard for women to say no, because it's in our genes and DNA to be pleasers. And yes, people pleasing is not a winning sport. You can tweet that people pleasing <laughs> is not a winning sport. So how do you say no in a kind way? You compliment the person. Thank you so much for bringing me the pizza. Oh my God, that is such a nice surprise. So you start with a compliment then you say no. Um, honey, um, I don't know if I told you this, I am starting a new diet where I do not eat carbs or where I do not eat flour or gluten or meat or whatever's on the pizza. Um, so I don't know if I told you this, but I started a new diet where I am uh, being very uh, deliberate about what I put into my mouth. And then you end with a compliment. But I I really know how much you love the pizza and just go ahead and enjoy it. You deserve it, honey. I'll be over here eating my chicken and vegetables and we can still eat together and then watch TV afterwards. So it's called the sandwich method. I didn't invent it, but I, it's a great way to say no compliment, get to the meat of the matter, say no. And then you end with a compliment. Yes. It's, and this skill is so, so relevant and important for all everything kinds of situations whether it's overloading yourself with work or in bigger yeah. group situations and I think it's like a, a muscle it gets easier from time to time once you use it have used it once you you're also reinforcing your own belief in yourself because you're like oh I can do this and probably five minutes later you'll notice at first he might have reacted a little bit like oh we used to do pizza nights on friday whatever but you know people move on with their lives they probably forget about it a couple of seconds later like the very few people are going to actually be mad about you refusing something and if they are it's probably something that is bothering them about themselves rather than about you so that's just an opportunity for them to grow also really and not your responsibility to take on how they feel about your response I really like how you're um 
phrasing it though that that you should start with something polite some you know thank you and that's really really kind as opposed to oh, you know that I was on a diet you why did you bring this home and like yeah that's just not helping anything and the other thing you you um displayed was open communication it might feel uncomfortable sharing that you're making some nutritional choices or you're looking more after your health but more often than not actually a partner might join in and say actually I've been kind of feeling uncomfortable in my body too or you know if it, they might say how can I support you best or okay wh why why are you actually wanting to change you know it's it's actually a great opportunity to get closer to someone if they're interested in growing with you so yeah I, I really l like that and especially um having more boundaries will also help someone not get to that overstressed overwhelmed overall state um, and that brings me to one of the other pillars which was the um, emotional pillar so uh, tell me a little bit about that one yes so all emotions uh, according to a course in miracles come from two base emotions of fear or love so you could say that jealousy bitterness cynicism depression anger sadness are from fear Happiness, appreciation, bliss, contentment, satisfaction, joy are from love. So and I'm not telling people not to feel your feelings. If you have a loss, of course, you want to have the feelings move through you, but you don't want to live in sad emotions because I believe that God, whatever that is to you, universe, joy, whatever, wants us to be happy. We're not here to suffer our whole lives, even if we do have a loss. So feel the sad emotions and let them go. And one of the fastest ways to get from the fear channel to the love channel is through gratitude. Mm -hmm. So are you making a gratitude list? You can do, I do it in the morning and at night. Uh, you could do it at least once a day, make a gratitude list because when you are focused on what you have in life, it automatically helps you to be happier. You know, I like the saying that happiness is not getting what you want. It's wanting what you have. Mm -hmm. And when you focus on what you have and you feel grateful, you are going to magnetize more of what you want. But when you feel resentful and, oh my God, why don't I have this? Or I'm never going to get this. And you're just going to manifest more lack. So you could say that the fear channel is also known as the scarcity channel and the love channel is also known as the abundance channel. So when you are having an abundance mindset, you are just going to create more abundance in your life. Beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we've all experienced those days where just everything seems to be going wrong. You like one thing tripped you up and then that leads to the next thing and you forgot your lunch at home and you forgot whatever and you turn up at work and something goes wrong and, and you you carry that through the day with you, probably just making that even worse. And then other days where everything just seems to magically fall into place and I think it's exactly that where you're just in the right sort of mindset so really 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 important um and so we've covered uh the nutrition one we've covered 
the social, the emotional one, and the relationship one, I'd like to kind of um, finish off with that one. I know we still have a few left, but um, anyway, people will just have to go and check out more of your content. Um, but yeah, with the relationship one, what would be some tips on that front? This one was the last one. So I think of these seven uh, pillars of abundance as seven spokes of a bicycle wheel. And you want to have all seven pillars of your life working. There's always going to be one or two that you're more focused on supporting. And the relationship one was the one that really eluded me. And what helped me was I actually hired a coach and he said, what you're doing in the financial pillar of your life is working. Mm -hmm. And he's like, what are you doing? How are you being? And I'm like, I have a lot of faith that I'm always going to make money. I have a lot of faith that it's all going to work out that if I lose a client, it's okay. There's more. I have a lot of faith that, you know, I, I'm successful. And he's like, why can't you apply that same mm -hmm. attitude to your love life? And I was not like that. I was like, oh my God, if, if I don't get this one guy to like me, then I'm always going to be alone. And I was putting so much pressure on it. Like if somebody didn't return a text, I was just like, I couldn't even sleep that night. I was so anxious. So I started to have more faith and have more confidence. And I even decided that I was going to go on a dating detox. I was going to take 90 days off and not think about it. Sorry, excuse me. <laughs> not think about men dating or anything. And after 90 days, <laughs> excuse me, I could think about it. So I was six weeks into my dating detox and I launched my book. I had a book signing party and this man that I met at a gym at a party thrown by the owner of my gym walks into my book signing party with a book and he says, I'd like to invite you to sign the book over dinner. And I ended up marrying that guy and we've been mm -hmm. together ever since we are in such a beautiful, harmonious relationship. So I would tell your clients that if you're feeling frustrated and stuck, do a 90-day dating detox and give your mind a rest because you're just resetting and recalibrating. Another thing that I believe is um, do not, and this is controversial in this modern era, do not have sex until you are in an exclusive relationship. Because women, we bond, there's a hormone called oxytocin, which is the bonding hormone, it makes women bond with their babies. And we get really bonded when we're intimate with with people. So not to have sex, it doesn't matter if you're gay, straight or lesbian, but do not have sex unless you're in a commitment. I, those are some of my tips. I, I really like it. I actually really like the 90 day dating detox also, because it just, it's an, a possibility to reset, to find back to yourself and to um, recognize what's really important to you or how much that potentially has been triggering you as well and keeping you from focusing on other areas in your life. So yeah, thank you so much for that beautiful insight into your seven pillars. And I can see why they are so incredibly effective as well. And I'm super, super interesting. So um, I will be sharing all of your details in the show notes for sure. So people can go and check out more of your content, of course, also heading over to your beautiful podcast as well. And I just want to thank you for your time. And um, yeah, appreciate you coming on.
Lisa, thank you so much for having me on your show. And, you know, your show is helping a lot of people. And it's just, it's my honor, my privilege to be on it. And uh, I look forward to staying in touch with you and collaborating further. It's been a, it's been a real honor to get to know you. And I love what you're about. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, or share the episode on social. Very much appreciated. You can also follow us on Instagram at Nutrition Coaching and Life or head to our website, www.nutritioncoachingandlife.com, where we provide more valuable content. Have a wonderful day. Now go out and work on your best self.